Kristen, do you have an emergency preparedness kit at home? <laughs> no, I have a sewing kit. Oh, and, okay. Um, gosh, I, I don't know. You've been through 9-11. You've been through the blackout. You don't have any, any emergency preparedness kit. No, I, I couldn't even find my thermometer when I was sick last month. Remember when I had that bad cold? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. I couldn't even find a thermometer in the wow. house. But All you're right. different because you're... A husband, you're yeah. a father, you have two kids, you have to have an emergency yeah. preparedness. Well, my kit wife thinks house. we have to have an emergency preparedness kit. Of I Me, mean, I don't care. I just I live my life like a slob, so, you know. <laughs> but she wanted to have an emergency preparedness kit, so we have one. And I'm just going to say, Kristen, if the apocalypse comes down, uh, you're not going to be prepared. Oh, we only live a few blocks apart. I'll just walk over Yo, here. You'll come over and borrow my supplies. You'll borrow my, my, crank, my hand crank radio. I'll and totally my, do that, yeah. And my, my distilled water. It'll okay. all be fine. It'll well, be we're, totally fine. <laughs> we're talking about this uh, because we're going to review um, the film After Earth. It's uh, yet another a post-apocalypse film with uh, Will Smith and his son, Jaden Smith, uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is set in the future. Earth is abandoned. Uh, Will and Jaden play father and son who have crash-landed. They're going to survive. I think the film has been a learning experience, uh, probably more for you since you don't have an emergency preparedness kit, Oh, Kristen. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so we're going to discuss uh, what this film has taught us to do and not to do in the case of an apocalypse. So, yeah. And we also have a couple other movies to discuss. We're going to talk about Now You See Me, the uh, magician illusionist heist film. And also Kristen's going to tell us about WikiLeaks, We Steal Secrets. Um, so let's get to it. I'm Rafer Guzman, movie critic for Newsday. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, producer for The Takeaway. And this is Movie Day. Okay, we're going to begin with Now You See Me, which I, it's a long story as to why I didn't see this film, um, and I'm sorry I didn't, because I've, this is one of the movies I've really been looking forward to all summer. Great cast, I love the premise, I've been really excited about it, it looks like a, uh, just a great piece of entertainment, I haven't seen it, so Kristen, you're going to have to fill me in. Yeah, first of all, I have to say, before we play this clip, I don't know why you didn't see it when the movie title was a directive, telling you what to do. <laughs> And you didn't do it, Rafer. Gosh, you're right. I hadn't, I hadn't thought you. about that. Oh, God. All right, let's play this clip. Showmanship and theatrics. When a magician waves his hand and says, this is where the magic is happening, the real trick is happening somewhere else. Misdirection. A basic concept of magic. Not interested in the concepts of magic. I want to know how they robbed a bank. You're an idiot if you think they robbed a bank. Ah, the delicious Morgan Freeman, of course, oh, being yes. with the delicious Mark Ruffalo. Um, those two there, they are playing two people on the tail of these magician bank robbers. Morgan Freeman is a magic debunker. He releases all these videos to the public. Uh, is that what he is? He's yes. a debunker. He's a debunker. He shows, oh, this David Copperfield, he didn't really go through the Great Wall of China. <laughs> you don't really believe you, that, do you? You didn't do that. No. And then Mark Ruffalo is playing an FBI agent that's on the tail of this team of bank robbers. Now, the bank robbers, there are four of them. 
Isla Fisher, who's a former assistant turned megastar. You have Jesse Eisenberg, who plays a big shot magician that she used to assist for. Ah. And then there's Little Franco, also known as Dave Franco. That's James Franco's brother, who is playing a con man. We have, oh, good. Yes. We have then the mentalist played by Woody Harrelson. Oh, he's a mentalist. Yes, he does things like hypnotize people and so on. Oh, I love this. Yes, and an unnamed mastermind decides to assemble this group of magicians together so that they can rob banks. Now, this group's assembled. They put on these ridiculously huge Vegas acts, which are hilarious. I have to say the scenes where they show them on stage, much like the amazing Burt Wonderstone. Yes. They're just so over the top that you can't help but smile when they're on stage in Vegas putting on these shows. But their number one trick is robbing banks. And Love they it. do it from stage. It's just amazing. Now, how is it done? Can can, can well, don't, don't tell us. I'm not going to tell you. Don't be the, don't be the pen and teller of this, of this review team. <laughs> no, you got to save the magic, as they yeah. say. Save some of the magic. And, and is it good? Is it, I mean, does it, is, it, is, it as good as, is it is it as good as I've been wanting it to be? It is fantastic. It just it, It's not just about magic. It is magic. Really? You'll feel the magic in your heart. You'll smile. You'll want to believe in magic. And just they do a great job with the special effects, with the setups. It's just so much fun. It's the ultimate caper movie because it has magic in it, too. And um, I will say, if there's any problem in the movie, it's just one minor one, in my opinion. There's a romance story that's kind of thrown in there that's unnecessary. No, you got to have a love story. Yeah, but if there weren't the love story, I think it'd be a perfect film. With the love story, it takes it down just half a notch to me, but mostly just a fantastic date. I actually want to see it again. I enjoyed it so wow. much. Wow. Okay, I I'm excited. I really loved it. Good, Louis, good, 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 uh, good Louis Leterrier is the, uh, is the director of that who did Clash of the Titans. Um, oh, you didn't need to tell well, me that. Well, I'm just saying. You didn't need to know uh, that, But he also Ray, did The Transporter. Um, so I think, you know, I think this could be his comeback. I'm, I'm excited and I'm glad to hear it was good. Oh, good, good fun. I highly recommend it. All right. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk about the bigger release, or at least what everyone thinks is going to be the big release uh, this week, which is After Earth. I'm tracking a life form moving towards you from the west. It's closing rapidly. 50 meters. 40. 30. 20. 10. It is right there, Katara. Do not move. So that's that's Will uh, Smith and Jaden Smith there. Will Smith is playing Cypher Rage. He is a, a deputy ranger. Um, and Jaden Smith is playing Kitai Rage, his son. Um, Kristen, I'm going to do something highly uncharacteristic. Um, and I'm going to wrap the plot synopsis <gasps> really? of After Earth. Oh, yay. Are you ready for this? Oh, can you beatbox? Can you, do, can you beatbox for no. me? All right. Good. Okay, here's the situation. Will Smith's going on a week-long mission, and he's got the keys to a brand-new spaceship. Should Jaden Smith join him? Mm, yeah, of course he should. Pay attention. Here's the thick of the plot. There's an asteroid storm, and they crash land on Earth. They try to signal home and perpetrate like they're talking, but Will's legs are broken, and Jaden gets walking. <laughs> now the kid's in danger in a strange new land. Even in the future, parents just don't understand. Hit it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mike won. Mike one. All right. I'm going to explain to you why. Holy Toledo's. Why wow. I stepped out on a Guzman. ledge and did that. Guzman. That's amazing. Originally, I was going to write my entire review <laughs> that way. And then I thought, no, don't do that. 
but maybe I could save that for the podcast. So I did. So there you go. Oh, that was magic. Now let's, right. ju- let's just end the podcast. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot top that. Oh, that it's so good. Good. Good stuff, kids. So All good. right. Uh, and so what I think I think we should talk about what this film has taught us about surviving an apocalypse. There are so many apocalypse movies, whether it's a zombie apocalypse, a natural apocalypse. There's a lot of apocalypses coming, whether it's a star-studded Seth Rogen, James Franco apocalypse. So excited for that we, one. We've got a lot to prepare for. Um, let's talk about what to do and what not to do. Um, I would say, Krista, do you want to start off? What did you learn? What did you learn to do? One of the things I learned to do early on is prior to crash line, just preparing yourself just in case it happens, play lots of video games. Now, the reason I say (laughs) this is because, to me, this movie felt like watching somebody that I don't really care about that much playing a video game with an avatar that won't listen to you. Now... Because because Will Smith's kind of on the on the ship yep. talking to Jaden, telling him what to do. Yes, that's right. And as we just learned from your beautiful rap, <laughs> Will <laughs> yes. Smith has to stay on the ship because he broke his legs. Right, he, he broke his legs in the crash. He can't move. And Jaden Smith has to use his legs to go out there, get to the tail end of the ship where there's that flare gun that he can send off out into the universe and right. get help. And so we have Will Smith just sitting there with his broken legs and trying to control his little son and... Yeah, it just felt like a bad video game to me a lot of the time. I, yeah. and, and maybe if Will Smith played more video games, it would have gone a little bit more smoothly. Well, it, it partly speaking partly to that video game effect, uh, the other thing I would do um, if I were crash-landed on an, uh, a post-apocalypse planet uh, is I would bring um, what these guys brought, which is a naviband. And it's an armband that you wrap around your, your forearm. And it does a few things. It allows you to communicate with your dad back in the ship. Um, via audio, but it also somehow allows uh, Will Smith to see what Jaden Smith is seeing, and as Will Smith, it also allows him to see, he he says, uh, I'll be able to see what you see and what you can't see. Mm, I don't understand how that works. The other thing this this Naviband does... I I think it's because, doesn't he have a camera on the back of his suit too, little Jaden? Because dad can see behind him and everywhere else, right? Okay, that could be, but the other thing... did I just make that up? Well, see, this is part of the confusion because the Naviband also seems to create a a floating camera rig about 20 feet away from you (laughs) that just hovers in the air and, and captures all your dramatic gestures in IMAX. And so I, I, this seems like a pretty great piece of technology. If I'm ever crash landed somewhere, I'm definitely going to bring a Naviband. <laughs> All right. How about you? Give us, give us one more thing you learned. This is just very straightforward and obvious. Wear your seatbelt, dude. The only, <laughs> I mean, come on. We've all learned this from a very young age in America. Although you and I, Rafer, in our generation might not have worn seatbelts when we were small no, children. No, in, yeah, in my youth, I did not wear seatbelts. No, like when I was a little, little kid, I still remi- remember sitting in my dad's lap and he would say, go ahead and steer. Neither of us were wearing seatbelts. <laughs> he was smoking. You know, it was a different era. Like, oh, yeah. those are the good old those days. Those are the good old days. My dad used to actually rip the seatbelts out of every car because he felt like they didn't make, they made the car look too messy. Yeah, they're just, uncomfortable and yeah, messy. Just and messy why should looking. the government tell me what to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. But you know what happens on this ship? Because it's not just Will and Jaden in the beginning on this ship. It's a whole crew of people. Yeah. And the only person who wears his seatbelt is Jaden, and his legs work. 
That's Hello. right. Hey. Hello. Good lesson. Hello. Wear your seatbelt. Yeah. Wear All right. Seat belt. Okay, that's good. Um, uh, okay, I'll, I'll give I'll give one more thing not to do, and then maybe we can. Uh, one, excuse me. One more thing to do, uh, and then we can turn to the things uh, that we think are cautionary tales. Things not to do. The, <laughs> so la- the la- one thing I would say that you should do, uh, especially if you are if you're on a planet where the wildlife has evolved over the last one thousand years, um, specifically to kill humans. Um, which is what everyone says. You know, everything on this planet has evolved to kill humans. Is is what Will Smith says. I'm not sure why that is, since there's not been any humans on that planet for the last thousand years. But let's just take it as faith that this is what's happened. If you so, if you come across these creatures, like let's say some baboons, just run away. <laughs> and uh, you would think you would think that baboons who have evolved would be pretty good at chasing you through their native habitat, but these baboons cannot even catch a 14-year-old child in space <laughs> booties. They, they slip, they fall, their reflexes are sluggish. There are about 30 of them and not one of them. Baboons we're talking about. Not one of them can catch Jaden Smith. So I would say just book it. Just hightail it out of there. <laughs> like if you see a tiger, just run. <laughs> this it's funny because we're about to go to our what not to do list. Yes, and actually, uh, number one on my not to do list is don't don't throw rocks at monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I can't believe we just crossed over like that. Don't throw rocks oh, at the monkeys. Okay, yeah, well, don't, yeah. Don't throw rocks at the monkeys. You know, there's a lot of stuff not to do. Don't stomp on baby birds. Don't, right. They're, they're just don't hurt the animals. Right. Don't just hurt. love the animals. Just love the animals and leave the animals. Much right. like much You're like so a one night stand. Just love them and leave them. So you say that you, don't you, need to, you don't need to hurt them. Don't break any hearts. Don't go breaking my heart. So yeah. even though it's an entirely hostile planet, you still say be green. Just be green. Yeah, be nice. You're just there's, you know what? They're just hosting you. They're just, right. They're just, okay. You're just a visitor on their planet. It's not your planet anymore. If you bring it in, take it out. Yeah, just like a campsite. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and I would also say uh, that one thing not to do, which everyone in this film does, uh, don't speak in a really bizarro future <laughs> accent. What is that accent? I was I, trying to figure out. Like, I don't know. Is it supposed to be kind of semi-country, semi-British? Sometimes that's exactly. Th- Kristen, thank That's what I said in my review. It's, it's, half, it's half British royal, half Kentucky plantation owner. <laughs> yes. What yes. is it? What, what is it? What is that? And I, at first, I couldn't tell. Like, are they trying to talk gangster? I couldn't. I, I, couldn't, and I couldn't. And they would drop the R's at the end. Yes, sir. What, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Oh, God, that was really. What is sir? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, and and poor Jaden Smith. Those most of his lines are simply yes, sir, because his dad is yelling at him all the time from the ship. Uh, yeah. I, I think if you know if you're if you're rescued, how is anyone going to understand what the hell you're talking about? I I couldn't understand half of what people said in this film. Although I will say my favorite line, the one line that I thought mangled it all together so incredibly, the the accent, the dialogue, just all the weirdness came together. When Jaden Smith is lying on the ground, he's been poisoned by a leech. He's got a he's got a syringe full of antidote, and Will Smith says, "Inject yourself directly into your heart, <laughs> ASAP." <laughs> I, I I've never heard a weirder, a, a more weirdly spoken line. All right, so that's that's what not to do, Kristen. Oh my God! I, 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 
Rafer, you've just been at a peak today with the rapping, <laughs> with the accents. I just want us to do a whole podcast where you're rapping and accenting. And you know what they didn't hear beforehand was our singing, our duet that we were singing. That's right, when, all you, of when this. you were singing Afternoon Delight. Yeah. Oh, God. There's, uh, this is our next podcast. We're just singing, rapping, and you're talking like that through the whole thing. You just have to talk whatever that talk is. All right. So my next lesson of what not to do, don't, if, if you're going on an international space mission, don't bring a monster on the ship. Oh, that's a that's a that's that, a definite no no. Just like, give me hello. The man eating alien. Don't bring him on the ship. Don't bring yeah. a monster on the ship. I yeah. mean, you're trapped on a ship. I mean, <laughs> even if you don't crash land, you have this monster on the ship. Don't bring the monster on the ship. Hello. Boy, I have to agree so with you. So obvious. Don't bring the monster on the ship. Bad idea. Things uh, are going to go wrong. I think you and I would fare a lot better. On, on on Earth, on the abandoned Earth, than these guys did. Kristen, let's as if listeners didn't know, what do we think of this film? How did you how did you like After Earth, Kristen? Oh well, I um no bad date. I, bad I, date. I, I, I can't God. say anything else about it other than bad date. There's nothing else I can say. I mean. These lessons we learned were the best thing about this date. Uh, and you're rapping. Yeah. You're rapping was the best thing about this date. <laughs> when my rapping is the best thing about the film, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, you know, I really, I don't understand. You know, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, once once an absolute genius, you know, su- such good films, The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, uh, Signs, which I liked, okay. I even I even bought The Village. I even oh, liked The Village. Oh, Raver, wow. Um, but I mean, you know, The Happening, The Last Airbender, oh my God, I, was, I, can't, I can't believe his career survived The Last Airbender. And here is After Earth, and it's just atrocious. It's so boring, so slow, so disorganized. I, it's, I, I, I don't understand what happened. Bad date. Mm-hmm. And I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have nothing else to say. Okay, I, I have know, nothing else to I. say. Just bad date. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about some listener mail because someone wrote in uh, to ask an opinion about a film that you have seen and I have not. Yeah, that was Joanne Scully Flynn. She wrote us on Facebook. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were on The Takeaway, and she said, I heard your review of a documentary today, but had to turn off the radio in the car. Can you please remind me what that documentary was? That was We Steal Secrets, the story of WikiLeaks by Alex Gibney. This leak is industrial scale. It touches every relationship the United States has with other countries around the world. Even as the United States and others try to manage the impact of this, it will be a wound that just keeps you know, opening up on a recurring basis. Alex Gibney is that Oscar-winning director who yes. did Taxi to the Dark Side, Client 9, which was about Elliot Spitzer. About Spitzer, yes. Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room, Magic Trip, which I think is a movie you liked. Oh, right, I for- loved Magic Trip. I don't understand. That was all about the beats. Uh, that was about the, about the well, it was about the, it was about the original... Not about the beats. It was about the original Ken Kesey bus trip across America with the merry pranksters that sort of bridged the gap between the between the the beat culture and the hippie culture. I loved that movie. I don't understand why it got no traction. It's uh, you could I think you can rent it on on VOD. I think it's rentable. I think it's on DVD to to buy. I would just, I would so encourage anyone to get it. But anyway, but how, how is WikiLeaks? I'm, I'm very interested in this movie. I would recommend it. Highly, highly, good. highly recommend it. Now, something that Alex Gibney does um, is he's so good at getting inside characters, which is hmm. one reason why I thought that Client 9, the Elliot Spitzer story, was so great. That was good, too. He just really gets inside the character, and especially controversial characters. He's so good at. And so in this movie, we are looking at Julian Assange, first 
pretty much the first half of the movie is really about how he's a big hero for transparency, for uh, being truthful in the media, for not keeping secrets. And he's kind of built up as a great hero during the first half. Sure. And then during the second half, he's broken down into just a monster of a human being. Oh, really? You'd yes. Say, oh, you'd say a monster, really? Oh, yeah. What he does, oh. what he does is uh, really reprehensible, specifically to women. Well, and yes, we know what, about that. Some, yeah. of, some of the sexual scandal, yes. Yes, and not just the sexual scandal, but his own desire to keep his private life secret, even when it has to do with international crimes against women. And uh-huh. so in his private life transparency, no, 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 no. But everyone else, you must be very transparent. <laughs> right, and it just, right. sets up, it just sets up a really fantastically enjoyable narrative arc in the movie. And along the way, we have Bradley Manning, and you find out a uh, lot yeah. about his character, too. And, uh, and it's a really tragic story. He, he has a very, very yeah. tragic story. And some other characters, we have members of the government who are speaking. We have a lot of voices that you might not expect to speak up. And I just thought it was totally enjoyable. You have to keep in mind, though, Alex Gibney is somebody who is some people would call him an activist filmmaker and he does take sides uh-huh, frequently. Yeah. So if you have an issue with that, you might not like this. But overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I really, really thought it was delicious. And it's over two hours long, but I loved every minute. Hilariously, um, WikiLeaks not happy with this film. And so, of course, they leaked the transcript of the film <laughs> before its release. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In retaliation yeah. against Alex Gibney. And Alex tried so hard to keep everything secret. I mean, I got a screener of the movie, and he had a crew of security people bring me the video. Is that true? Yes. He had he had security people bring me the video. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, they worked so hard to keep the secret because they just were like, we can't, we can't let this get out. And of course it did. And of course it did. <laughs> WikiLeaks, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Uh, score one for WikiLeaks on that one. Um, okay. So uh, we had a couple other um, a couple other people uh, that called in. Uh, well, wrote in, I should say. Yeah, Lena wanted to know. This was a couple of weeks ago. We did for Star Trek. She said, uh, "I just finished hearing your podcast on the new Star Trek film, and was wondering what song you played at the end. It was great. And let's play a little clip of that song." Before he's aware, she changes his habits, the way he combs his hair. She changes him to someone he's never been, and then complains he's not like other men. Rafer named that tune? It's highly illogical. It's a classic. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Dr. Mento era classic novelty song from uh, Leonard Nimoy, riffing on, his, riffing on his Spock character and doing sort of a... I don't know what you'd call it, kind of a mad magazine take on the world, you know, t- talking about the sexes and traffic and <laughs> American life. And it's all so highly illogical. Uh, it's wonderful. Um, and as you were saying, uh, Kristen, uh, he and he and William Shatner, both from Star Trek, had a had a uh, I'm not sure if the word is illustrious, but they, they had recording <laughs> careers. And uh, William Shatner also has some absolute doozies. Uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh, his tambourine man is Mr. Uh... Tambourine Man. <laughs> Tambourine Man, God, come it's, back. In, it's incredible. Um, <laughs> and this isn't the first time that we've used. No, yeah, you're, yeah, you're a ne- you're a Nimoy novelty song uh, fan. <laughs> you're an aficionado, Kristen. When we did the Hobbit podcast, we uh, included his version of the song, "The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins." <laughs> I still don't know. 
know why he recorded that. I don't know what his connection to it was. I, but... I don't know, but the video is adorable. If you can look up the video yeah. on YouTube, I highly recommend that. And, yeah, we're glad yeah. he recorded it. That's all we can say. And I'm glad that listeners even noticed the music we put in. Sometimes we just I know, put such no. a random music in, and I wonder, does anyone even notice this silly music we put in? Sometimes? That's all down to you, Kristen. You're the, you're the, you're the, music, uh, you're the music conductor out here. Uh, okay, we're, we're also going to uh, – this is, this is what Rick uh, Zucker wrote in to us. He said, I didn't listen to last week's podcast because of the spoilers about Star Trek, but I listened to this week's, and I think he's referring to last week's. Uh, <laughs> but I listened to this week's, and when talking about the previous week's trivia contest, they said they wouldn't spoil Star Trek, but when they played the trivia question answered, they did spoil it. Do not listen to the trivia if you haven't seen Star Trek, which I have not, but it's now been ruined for me. Rick, sorry. Um, we assumed that that far out, reviews would have been out. The spoilers were already circulating widely on the internet. Um, I, you know that the film had been out for a week. We kind of assumed that by at that point, that the secret was pretty much an open secret at that point. I, I would also say, partly in our defense, I really am sorry if we spoiled something for you. Partly in our defense, it's not really actually a spoiler. It doesn't. It doesn't actually the, have anything movie, to do with the plot. The movie's still going to be very enjoyable for and there, you. And there is there is a larger, more important twist um, that I think is is much more surprising and much more interesting and satisfying to you if you're a, a moviegoer and a, and a Star Trek fan. Um, so, Rick, sorry, but yeah. I, 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 I swear to you, I don't think we've really spoiled the movie for you. Yeah. I think you can still go see it and enjoy it. That being said, in the future, I think we're going to try to be extra careful not to do any... We will Because you aren't the only one who wrote in, Rick, and we don't, we don't want this to be That's a, true. an upsetting experience. We don't want... That's true. Movie dates should be happy and loving. It well, should be upsetting. You don't want to go to movie date and have movie date be the podcast where you, you find, have, have movie date be the, be the half-hour trailer that spoils everything in the, in the film. <laughs> so, okay, sorry. Point taken, Rick. And speaking of trivia, we should get to uh, last week's trivia and this week's trivia. Yes, indeed. So last week we asked, in honor of Hangover 3, the end, Hangover 3, we asked which member of the Wolf Pack was in another franchise, another movie franchise, but not chasing after clues for what happened last night, not chasing after clues of where did our missing buddy go, but chasing after clues from our founding fathers. Yes. And this is the correct answer. Hey, Kristen and Rafer. It's Ken, and I'm still in New Jersey. And this week's trivia, the Venn diagram ends up being Justin Bartha because he appeared in three of the Hangover movies playing Doug and also appeared in two of the National Treasures as the computer whiz Riley. Nice job, Ken. Ken, great job. Yeah, we asked for who is the actor, and we asked what is the franchise of movies that he was in that is... Uh, very, very different from the Hangover movies. And yeah, that is the correct answer. When Kristen and I were devising that question, I, I, I kept calling it a family film. And Kristen said, no, it's an adult film. It's a grown-up film. It's made uh, for I, grown-ups. I, I, completely, <laughs> I completely disagree. I think it's a film made for kids. Oh, totally disagree. Right, well, totally disagree. If you, have, if you have an opinion on that one, weigh in. I'm just curious. <laughs> Am I misremembering that franchise? Okay. Um, this week's trivia question, uh, uh, because After Earth has a father and son team, Will and Jaden Smith. Um, not a new thing. There have, been, there have been other father and son teams. Here's one from a movie. Moisture is the essence of wetness. And wetness is the essence of beauty. If you know that movie, and if you know that father and son 
Name them. Give us a call, 5717movies. Or log on to facebook.com slash movie date podcast. You know, parents are the same no matter time, no place. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. 